1: Good morning, everyone, and welcome in to Loretta McNary Live Presents. And, of course, today is a relaunch, well, a new launch of a new segment that we are hosting on Tuesday. Michael Farmer, our spiritual personal coach, is on hiatus. This is one of the busiest times of his year at his business, so he is taking a breather until mid-September, and then we will relaunch. Loretta McNary Presents Tuesdays with Michael Farmer. Um, next September, and we'll also do a launch reception, yeah, so you'll have to make plans to come in to this Tennessee so that you can meet Michael Farmer and Lorraine McNary live and in person and hear about all the wonderful surprises and new additives that we're going to add to that Tuesday's with Michael. He's going to launch on his own. I'm going to um, not be his co-host. I'm hoping that he will be ready to do his thing by himself, so we'll... We'll have to stay tuned for that. He's not wanting to do it, but I think he's ready, and so I'm going to take the training wheels off. How about that? But in the meantime, we have a new segment that um, I believe it was put in my spirit. I don't think I'm that smart to come up with a a Women's Empowerment and Encouragement Weekly Tuesday show, and I was wondering who I should get to co-host with me. 'Cause I really, really love the co hosting and so um, my spirit said, You know, how about Audrey Mesner? and I was like, Yeah, when did she do it? So if you know if you wanna know if it's divine, then pieces will start falling to in place, and this piece fell in place. So, everybody, welcome my co host to our new segment, Take Charge Tuesday, with
0: Audrey Meisner. Hi, Audrey. Hello, Loretta. I am so excited about today. I love your vision, I love how you love women, and I think that um, it's going to be just a great time we're going to have together. Yes.
1: <laughs>
0: I'm excited.
1: <laughs> I was telling everybody, we're just introducing the format today. It will be a live call-in show, so we'd love to have the women call in, even as they have some questions or concerns and want to mm-hmm. add some mm-hmm. value to our conversation, because we're going to talk about everything from relationships, our spiritual relationship, to um, business, and raising kids, and family, and when People walk away, you know, because that's so critical to me, and I had to learn that just because people leave doesn't mean it has to be a negative thing because God is, you know, moving people out the way, shifting people around so that we can all be about purpose and where we're supposed to be. Can't spend too much time in one place because sometimes relationships are just seasonal. What do you think about that?
0: Yes, I absolutely agree. And and also I like to really bring the God's heart in as far as the Redeemer, like the nature and character of God. Like He can redeem absolutely any situation. If there's anything that I find it's that people think it's too late, they've made too many mistakes, they've made too many wrong decisions, they're in it they're kind of in a in a circle that's just dysfunctional and they're in this cycle that they can't get out of and it's too late. But that is so not the heart of God. Because, no. I mean, you and I have experienced that, right? I mean, I was what in it. Exactly. And I thought there's no way that that God can redeem this. There's no happy ending to this one. But Jesus just steps in and he says, wow, what, wait and see what I can do with this one if we just give him our heart. So, um, yeah, our Redeemer, I'm all about he's our Redeemer and, and really knowing that he loves us. <clears throat>
1: yeah, and it's it's such a hard concept for us as humans because we don't love like that. You know, we have to learn to love. We have to grow to love like that. We have to experience some things. And mm-hmm. I like to say we have to get a grandbaby. And then we can really understand <laughs> how love can evolve and how it's, it's such a saving grace and how it never gets stale when you think you can't love anybody else, your heart is so full God can bring something to you. You have one up me on
0: that one. I know you have totally (laughs) one up me on that one. I got your pictures last night and I was literally freaking out. You better have those posted somewhere for people to see because that little baby is out of control. Seriously. Seriously. I don't even know how you get any work done. How do you get any work done? (laughs) You know what? He's sitting
1: with me now, and he's watching the ceiling fan move around while I'm hosting the show.
0: <laughs> You're hoping the ceiling fan will will definitely do the trick for the next hour. That's good.
1: Yeah, well, if not I have an uncle or two here that can come get him for me, but I just love him so much. I always wanna just be in his face and he in mine. But this is one of the things I wanted to talk about, those kind of relationships. And I love yes. what you said about how God redeems things and one thing I, I when I said that people move and, and God shifts people, we have to be careful that we don't get rid of people ourselves too soon. We should really have God's permission and his guidance, is because I liken it to this. I had a pair of curling irons, and they were my favorite curling irons. And one day um, the light just would not come on, so I kept on having to push the button, you know, like several times to get it to engage mm-hmm. and turn from red to green, meaning it was on. And so I kept <laughs> this up for weeks and weeks and weeks. And finally I said, you know what, I'm just going to throw them away. But my heart wouldn't let me throw them away, so I put them back in the closet. And about a month later I said, well, let me just try them again. And sure enough, I tried them again, and as soon as I pressed the red light, it went to green and it started working again, and I still have those favorite carolinas Just because I had to throw them away way too soon oh so my God, that, that is. is a about sometimes we can throw things away too soon That is a
0: good story and it's so hard <laughs> when it's matters of the heart but i mean that is a good one loretta i love that but when it's matters <laughs> of the heart and pe- you can't push you know people push your buttons and it's way off and you think yes. you know what with with uh friends like that who needs enemies i mean we've all said that
1: mm-hmm. where we just
0: want to you know, it's just not worth what it is. And that's true in some situations, I believe, that we need to be really careful who we invest our time in. But when it comes to real relationships, you don't it's not always picture perfect and walking through daisies. We have there's always gonna be an opportunity to forgive. I've said that before, yeah. I've thought, Oh my gosh, if anyone has everyone has something in common is that we all have the same opportunity, even today is that we get to yes. forgive today. I mean, I've already had one this morning. Have you had one this morning? I've had one this morning already. <laughs> I've had that opportunity, and I've got to make a choice. Am I going to hold this against them, or am I going to say, okay let's walk through this and see how this can actually turn into something good. And I think one of the principles that really helps me in this area, Loretta, is the idea of myth-busting forgiveness. Because forgiveness carries a lot of myths with it. And um, I don't know, I love the show Myth. Well, I don't love the show Mythbusters, but I love that concept of of Mm -hmm. completely blowing up myths that we believe when they're not even based on truth. And so one of the myths. Regarding, I mean, I could talk about a whole bunch of myths about forgiveness and and what a gift it is to ourselves. Like we we actually, you know, that we forgive them and then we get to go free. But mm-hmm. the myth is that if we forgive someone, we condone what they did, because that is just not the way it is. But we think that if we set them free, if we it, we, we think that if we forgive someone, that says it's okay what they did, and sometimes it's not okay what they did.
1: Right. That's true. That is and so true. So, and I think we, you know, that's a lesson to learn about forgiveness. It is so powerful, and it takes a lot of knowledge and wisdom to really get the forgiveness piece. Because, like you said, it's not condoning what they did. It's not belittling it. It's not saying they were right and we were wrong. It's not saying any of that. It's just saying, I, because of God's grace to me, I'm going to extend that same grace that I I want people to give to me. Mm -hmm. and then we're going to deal with this thing. It doesn't mean it didn't happen. It it doesn't, you know, invalidate my fear or my hurt or whatever it was. Right. It just simply means I'm going to trust God because I'm going to need that forgiveness. It's not about that person. It's about me and my relationship with God. And I just
0: honestly thought of this. I've never said it before, but if you think about if you actually eat a bitter pill, you know, that resentment that turns into bitterness, and it is like that poison in your body it actually has it has very little now at this point to do with that other person it has to do with you are you going to mm-hmm. let that poisonous thing that you are it's eating you up inside God gave us because he forgave us we actually have the power to take that thing and send it away and I and I sometimes even just think I even do things out loud when I pray sometimes I just do it out loud. I say God I'm just going to send that one away because it is just being destructive to my own body to my own system okay I've got to tell you something I saw on YouTube recently with Bob we were on, on vacation with our little guy and we were I don't know if you've ever just started following YouTube bloopers and all that kind of stuff and you go from one to the next and it just can be really fun but anyway I was on YouTube and we were we were we were watching TED. Have you ever watched Ted's videos? No, I they're, haven't. <laughs> okay, they're they're just really cool people that are you know very influential in the world, and they have a lot to say. But this guy wanted to show the power of bitterness, and this wasn't a God-based program. It was just a regular secular, you know, this is information mm-hmm. program, scientific based on science. He um, gave the woman from the audience, he gave her a um, piece of glass, and like a cut piece of glass about an inch thick, and just said, you know, a piece of glass, and just said, just hold on to this glass. And he, she goes, okay. He goes, and now just think about that person who totally broke your heart, like hurt you so bad and kind of ruined your life kind of thing, and just put all of that onto that piece of glass and just put it on, you know, just hold on to it. And and close your eyes and just think about that person. And then um, he gave her a Coke bottle, just a regular Coke bottle, glass Coke bottle. Mm-hmm. And she, he said, drop it in here. She did. She shook it off, and it blew the bottom off of it. And he says, that Ooh. is the power of negative energy. I've never seen such a crazy object lesson. I mean, when I was in Sunday school, we didn't have object lessons that cool, you know. <laughs> but, but the point is, is that I don't even think from a scientific point of view, like let's just even take – you know, from that point of view, how strong for bitterness and resentment can be to, and, and detrimental to our own health, to our own vibrancy, to our own life, to the, all, the, all the contagious energy that we give to people all day long that really comes to Jesus. That one bitterness or resentment is not worth it. It is not worth no, holding not. on to when it influences us in such a negative way.
1: Right, and it prevents our healing, our really authentic healing. You can't heal if you still hold it on. You're saying, okay, I'm over it, I'm forgiven them, but you keep bringing it up, you keep feeling really anxious or hurtful when you think about it, and you haven't truly forgiven, because forgiveness is letting it go, letting God handle it for you. And it takes some time. You know, just saying, I forgive you, that's, that's not enough. That's a beginning, and that's good. But there's so mm-hmm. much work that has to be done from that, so... I think one day we should just do a lesson on forgiveness, do our research and, our, you know, get our scriptures together to help people, especially mm-hmm. women, because we take so much on and we pretend that it doesn't bother us or that mm-hmm. we're okay, and then we go home at night when all the kids are asleep and the hubby is asleep and, you know, we hurt and we cry and we're sad and we feel lonely and we're crying out to God, hopefully. And then we get up in the morning and pretend everything's okay, and we repeat that cycle until we start getting (laughs) these physical signs, you know. uh, We start gaining weight. We start, you know, feeling bad mentally, spiritually, physically. um, One day, just a minor little thing that a kid will do, it'll just blow the top off of us, and we'll just let it out. So we got to be honest, and and that's one thing I I love having you on with, because we can have our girl talk, and we can really – um, be transparent when you know, we said it's okay. And one, yeah, one thing okay. I want us to do is, yeah, it, when, when especially when our significant other says, "Do you mind if I go?" and we always said, "No," right? And then when okay. they go, we're upset, and when they come back, we're really upset. And they thought it was okay because we said, "Don't go," but when we really needed them, Loretta, to do this, then what we, we did just is, say what,
0: that. Loretta, what we did is, we lied. I think that yeah. is just, Ooh. let's just call it for what it is. Yeah, because what is. happens is we think we're being all nice and sweet and Jesus girl about it. Meanwhile, we are not being true yeah. to, the, to our real self. And, and, and Jesus gave us the model of communication to speak the truth in love. And if we mm-hmm. could just, oh, my gosh, it is my goal to just say, God, help me to do that. Because I'm kind of one of those really nice girls that's a pleaser that I'm so sweet and I always mm-hmm. want to tell people what they want to hear. It's like I have a gift. And knowing what someone wants to hear, so I just give them that. What you know, I just say what they want to hear. And and I've lived most of my life that way, and not even being true. Tr- that you know, the truth and yeah. love thing.
1: I what didn't realize
0: it? that I was actually living a lie because I was yeah. not. A- able to communicate a negative emotion to anybody and I thought I was doing it all in the name of Jesus, all just being a forgiving girl. Mm -hmm. I won't say what I really think. I'll just be nice and say what people want to hear and meanwhile that bitter pill that we're talking about, I was unaware. I didn't even notice how it was just brewing inside of me and affecting my life because I was really good at the love part. I knew how to love, like I'm a lover, not a fighter. Love, 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 yeah. love, love, love. And then if Bob wants, you know, as you say, your significant other or someone and says something that you don't tell the truth, you just tell them what they want to hear, but then we hold it against mm-hmm. them. You mm-hmm. will turn into a passive aggressive maniac after several years of that. You will because eventually it will seep out and it'll come out in hints, in derogatory remarks it will come out in in um, just any kind of looks like vibes. I mean, you can feel people's ups, you know when they're upset when they walk in the house. You can feel yeah. that poor that poor guy who comes home after you said that. Loretta would be like, whoa! Like you don't have to say a <laughs> word, and you can cut the air with a knife, as they say. You know, so I think that I think that we need to stop lying, but yet when we yeah. do speak the truth. Just do it with completely rooted in a place of love. I love you so much, and and, I, and, and I, maybe I'm being selfish here, you can say, but this is how I feel, but I don't want to be like that. But just learn to communicate very truthfully with yourself yeah. first and then with God yes. and then with others. I think there's an order. You like to start to be honest with God and yourself first. And say, no, nope, yeah. I really do feel this way. And I way. think
1: if you do that, everything else will fall in place. And then, Audrey, on the flip side of that, you know, being a people pleaser, want to put everybody else's feelings before yours, then there's that person or that time when we feel just so selfish. I mean, when you absolutely, without a doubt, knowing, you're just self-serving yourself. You just want to feel good there. Yeah. And I've never been a selfish kind of person, but I'm sure I've had those um Days or those instances where I just really wanted something because I wanted it for Loretta, but selfness becomes when it's at the expense of somebody else. So I think for women, I think that's huge. We don't know how to be selfless, Mm
0: -hmm. so we
1: understand because it's so close to being selfish, and we were taught not to be selfish, but at the same time,
0: (laughs) You see where I'm going? So we have to to learn the balance. It clicked for me. It clicked for me. It is exactly what you're saying. It's a pendulum thing. There has been seasons of my life where if you don't take care of yourself, you will end up being extremely selfish. It's like this great big oxymoron. It feels like a paradox. Like how come you have to um, love yourself in order to love others? I think that's the bottom line Mm -hmm. is that you have Mm -hmm. to really know your source, know that you're fed, know that you are extremely, Experiencing God's love. And then you can give that out, but you have to experience it for yourself so that you're not letting other people take your dignity and take your worth and just be a doormat, you know? And so, or or just go on the other pendulum of that, which is just, as you say, just going out and being purely selfish and just thinking of yourself and not others. That is so unattractive, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) It is, and people
1: are proud of it. I've gone to um, these little meetings where it was like for couples or singles or widows or whatever and people got a chance to talk and and then I would hear married women say, and I'm selfish, you know, I no, they say, I'm spoiled. Well to me that's a character flaw. Because if you're yes. spoiled and you're an adult, something is seriously wrong. There's nothing to be proud of. And so I'm <laughs> like why is it why do they feel like it's a badge of honor to say I'm spoiled? Especially when it's at the detriment to your spouse if you're not giving as good as you're receiving then he should be able to say he's full too because you should always serve each other I've never been yes. married but I've seen great marriages work and I've been doing a lot of study on marriage and I know it's like the highest honor for men and women to get married you know to please God instead of sinning right.
0: so right. when
1: I look at marriages and I hear married people say that especially women mostly that I'm spoiled because he does this and he does this I'm like you are Selfish. That's what you
0: are. <laughs> you <laughs> are so
1: selfish and that is nothing to be proud of. Because I don't care what they're serving the husband. It's not. It's not like nothing to be proud of.
0: And I'm like, And you know wow. what? When you go to bed Loretta, you and I both know and and the listeners know this as well. When you lay your head on the pillow, I something that fulfills me so much in life is fulfilling purpose. And, you know, when you're spoiled, you can't fulfill purpose. It's selfish, a selfish life does not lead to joy. It really doesn't. And so I just have to kind of go, well, God, they're on, when I hear people like that, I'm like, well, they're on their own journey. But, yeah, I'm the same way. I'm so glad that I was, um, not saying I'm all perfect and everything, but I sure know how to put in a good, hard day's work, and I actually love it. You know I love I love working hard, but I also love sport I also love finding comfort when I need it and finding my source and um, every woman wants to feel comfort at times and, and know what brings them comfort, you know, whether it's that long bubble bath or just getting away in peace and quiet and listening to some music or however, I think that we all need to have tools in, our, in our, our ready so that when we notice. I think one of our biggest part is, problems is noticing when we notice that we are really starving in the place of needing comfort. That we don't Ooh. we will we don't go to the wrong place because that's when we get ourselves in trouble and we get selfish and we right. get crazy. So if right. we can recognize, okay, there's a void here. I'm starving for comfort, but I already know I don't even have to wonder. I know it's in my toolbox. See me, Audrey. I have different things that bring me comfort probably than you, Loretta. But they're yeah. personal, like they're unique. They are mine. Like for me, I just to go and walk in nature where I can't see a building or a person in sight, with a great mm. big cup of iced tea, and and just walking in nature with my headphones and listening to 70s music. That is my moment. Like I just, <laughs> no one sees me there. Like I'm I'm walking in nature and no one can see me, and that's where I find comfort. I'm just telling you mine. Some people are like polar opposite. There's no right or wrong here. Like I don't know, Loretta. Yeah. Where do you find comfort? Like where, what? Let me hear about you. I don't know you very well. I know. Are you a we'll shopper? Are you I a listen. shopper? Where, where do you find comfort? Chocolate cake, shopping. What do you do? <laughs> you know what? I'm I'm probably a really sad
1: case, Audrey, because okay. I find I get lost in every area of my life if I'm not surrounded by my boys. And most recently, by my grandson. I find so much comfort with being with him that, and, and I know that I got to learn what's outside of them. And I had, um, this is something you probably don't know about me, and, and I love this kind of show. I told you, this is like, you know, us talking, and I want ladies to call in. So I'm going to give up a number so in the archive. They'll know that this is a live call-in show. We do want them to participate in the show. And the number to call, and there's no right or wrong way to participate. You can have a question. You can make a comment. You can disagree, but we're going to do it respectfully. And the number to call is 347 <laughs> 539 Five seven seven two three four seven five three nine five seven seven two, and so um, one of the I had one okay my son died my oldest son, well, my firstborn born died when he was sixteen and it's been about fourteen years ago just um two weeks ago, and um, Loretta so I, I did not know yeah, that about you wow yeah he from a seizure and that's why if I can survive that. And I can oh only survive goodness. by God's grace. I promise you. I promise you. That is you that's actually the only a mom's.
0: It actually is is definitely every mom's worst fear. I mean, that is. It is. It is. It is the, that's wor- the, epitome. And it's the worst thing mm-hmm. that can happen to you. Yes. You can say, well, I lost my car, I lost my home, I lost my puppy
1: or whatever. But I yeah. tell you and I promise you, and I, and I just look at how God handled it because He knows He lost His son too. There is no greater pain. No greater pain. No. But.
0: So what was
1: his I name, Greta? Brandon. Brandon. Okay. Brandon. Uh huh. Yeah. And he was so awesome. He was. He was really, really awesome. And when you, when I started looking back, I knew his life was going to be brief because he was just you could see God all over him. People would just see him and say, you know, he's going to be a preacher. He's a prophet. You know, and this was a young kid. But Brandon was a true teenager too. You know, we had our moments.
0: Yeah. But yep. um, we'll
1: talk about that one day. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so okay. <if> I um. <laughs> I grew up in church, I mean, I I mean, my earliest memories of anything is when I was in church like three, four, five years old. So I've always known God. But when that happened to me, I was like, I don't want to hear from him. I don't want to hear his name. Don't nobody pray for me. Don't say anything. And I went on like this, um, for a couple of days. And then finally it just got so unbearable that I wanted to die, wanted to take my life. And then I said, Lord, you got to help me because I have four other kids. Right, and at that you moment I wait oh a breath, Yeah, find they're so awesome, oh my goodness,, Whew, I'm so blessed, I am who I am because of them. I promise you, God yes. knew what I needed, He knew yes. I needed that kind of love, that un that unselfish love that boys give their moms, so anyway, I'm saying, okay, Lord, finally. Um, I need your help because I can't make it. I'm yes. not going to make it without you. And he didn't even hesitate. He didn't say no for two days. You didn't want to hear nothing about me. He didn't remind me of what I said to him. He just so suddenly gave me so much peace. I mean, he just oh. carried me and he's been carrying me. Wow. Ever since.
0: Wow. Yes. wow.
1: A, br- a breath been beautiful. passed from him answering my prayer. And so. When I think about parenting, and I use God as my, you know, my example, and I have to try to remind myself about how He loves me, how He cares me, when I was unlovable, I was uncarable to me, I was, you know, I was the worst child because I have just told my father, I don't want to hear from you, I don't want, I don't want to have anything else to do with you because, and then I start saying, because when my father died three months before, I was strong. When I did this, I was, I was, you know, I'm telling him all the stuff, right?
0: And he yes. used to
1: still loved me, and so I said, "Lord, I want to love my boys like that, not to condone when they're wrong." Because I'm, I'm still a disciplinarian, and I still do yes. that. But I want to have that forgivingness. Yes. I want to be able yes. to love them and not take my love away because I'm upset with them. And I, yes. I, I had to learn that because you know I thought I didn't do that, but I was doing that when I got angry. I had to, you know, thank them. It was like I was withholding my love from them.
0: Hmm.
1: And so I had to learn how to parent, and, you know, I read the Five Love Languages of Gary Chapman, and that really helped. And I just wanted yes. to share that with women, and it's okay, but when you have wisdom and knowledge, you're supposed to do better. And it
0: does make you want to do better.
1: So I yes, just try, you know, I try to love my boys like you loves me.
0: Yeah. So you find a lot of comfort in just being a mom. I do, I do. That that's my thing right now. You know, I just
1: <laughs> love them so much. But the thing is, so the psychiatrist asked, she says, well, red outside of your boys, outside of your work?" Cause I kept saying, she says, "What makes you happy?" And right. I said, "Well, my boys," you know. And then she said, well, yeah, no, of them. well, my my job, I love you know doing what I do. I I love love love. She says, "No, outside of them, outside of work." outside I know. of your
0: mom. Those are such important do do. questions. I think every listener needs to be yeah, asking themselves we need to, these questions. Yeah.
1: Absolutely, yeah. What makes so you happy? Tell me. Outside of yeah. your title, outside of any yeah. title that you have,
0: and, Audrey, yeah. I like that
1: what you said, you go for a walk where you can't see buildings, you can't see people, you put your headphones
0: on, you play your 70s music. And it's me and Jesus. There. It is yeah. me and Jesus and nobody else, and I could not live without that. Like, that's where I Experience his love. And I think that's what this is all boiling down to, Loretta, is experiencing God's love that's very personal, that's very unique, not just in in a church service where everyone's experiencing him. And I love that, just like you do. But I'm talking about when you put your head on the pillow, when you're all alone, the family, the job, nothing to do with that. It's just you. Because that Mm -hmm. precious, precious daughter of the king, is just every daughter of the king is craving that relationship with him where it's so intimate and so personal that no one can take it away from you, you know? Yeah. And, and when you're yeah. so secure in that as you're absolute like everything else is a contributor. I feel like mm-hmm. everything contributes to my joy and my comfort. My family, my kids, my job, my purpose, my husband, and nature, you know, all of that contributes to my to my to my comfort. But my source, which is a totally different word, is Jesus, 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 because, you see, those contributors are fallible. They're earthly, like they could go, like you lost yes. you lost Brandon. There, it's not, and we don't want to have fear of losing, but when we know our source so strong, so secure, you see, no one can take Jesus from us. Nobody, no can take our job, our nothing money, our do. family, and our this, kids, yeah, he nothing, can yeah. nothing can separate, it's spiritual, nothing can separate us from the love of God, neither nakedness nothing. or peril He's or just sword,
1: persecution. Loretta and Audrey, I've done this, he says nothing, but I've done this, nothing, but what about nothing,
0: nothing, nothing can separate you from that love. And I think he's pursuing you, like, he's pursuing you in what makes you smile and what makes you laugh and what gives you joy. But so many people have experienced heartache to the point and the bitterness where their heart can't feel that anymore, Loretta. They can't feel what it feels like to hear a song and know God's singing it over them, you know, that kind of feeling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's because God's just pursuing their heart and just saying, start today, because I've gone through seasons where I've had a hard heart because of just circumstances of life and people doing insane things they should never do or say, and you start to harden your heart where you don't feel anymore, you know? You just, because mm-hmm. it hurts too much, you want to numb the pain, and then at the same time, you numb the joy without even knowing it. So, you know, once oh, you have a can we stay numb... there a minute? Can we just stay there a minute?
1: Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Because what you said is so profound, we and, and this is something I, I know I don't I'm not sure if men really have this issue but I know a lot of women because I talk to a ton of women all the time and I get their emails. They uh-huh. do. They have been in that place of numbness so long, and of uh-huh. shutting people out and not letting people in, specifically men for relationships or or, or girlfriends you know, mm-hmm. that can be there for them because they've been let down and hurt they've been so burned. many times and disappointed. Burn. They yes. will not let, their, their fists are so closed so tightly, they will not let anybody in. But at the same mm-hmm. time, my sweet beloved sisters, you are mm-hmm. counseling out God as well because he's not going to come down from heaven, from his throne in person to give us what we need. He uses us.
0: So I when know. you're closed up so
1: much, you can't get him. You can't get him in his fullness. And I was I reading um, 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 Joel Osteen, and he was um, talking about being enthusiastic and what in Greek entheos means. Um God. And so when you and and when you have God that's being full of God. So in theos is being full of God. So you gotta mm. let you gotta be full of him. How do you get full of him? And that's to be enthusiastic. That's to let people love on you. People be there. And yes, you know, people are gonna let you down. I promise mm-hmm. you, that's gonna happen. But if right. you just realize that God will never let you down, and you can always turn to him, and He he's waiting with open arms. So you got to let him in, and you let him in not only through your prayers and through your tears by letting people in, but have discernment, pray for wisdom, and say, Lord, is this of you? And if it's not, you know, then remove it. But you can't live a closed-off life. That
0: is so, so good, because um, bottom line is, if you're in that place, that listener right now, who's there, that's relating to what we're saying and saying, "Wow, mm-hmm. I am there. What do I do? I'm already hard. Like I'm numb. I'm not." And and you know what? It starts with one simple thing. Just talk to God and tell Him how you feel and ask Him. Mm-hmm say God penetrate through this hard heart that I have because I'm so broken and I'm so scared to let anybody in. And you know, I have an example of this um because you know we do feel like we need somebody visible sometimes. Like I was mm-hmm. I remember I was driving to Target and I and I received a very hurtful uh phone call, you know, and I hung up and I thought um who I need to make a phone call right this second. I'm either and this is a really bad one. Like I was highly hurt. Like it was deep. So then I don't call just anybody. You call your go to people, right? And for me that mm-hmm. happens to be mm-hmm. my husband Bob and my mom, my Bob and my mom, okay? Because those are for the big ones. You know what I mean? Like, okay, I'm calling yeah. my mom and I'm, or I'm calling my husband because this is a big one. So instead of just dialing, because I was ready there with my phone girl, like it was in my hand, one speed dial on favorites. Okay, who am I calling? Who am I calling? And so I actually stopped and paused, and this is the important pause, and I asked Jesus. And I said, okay, Jesus, I am extremely hurt. This one hurt me right to the core of who I am. And this person should never have done that, but it hurts so bad. Who should I call, Mom or Bob? That's what I asked God. <laughs> and I heard his voice in my heart say, you know what, Audrey, I'm big enough for this one. And I was like, yeah. seriously? No, I was, wow. upset. I was like, seriously? Are you really, Jesus? Because you are invisible. And right now I need to hear a human voice in my yeah. head reaffirming to me that that was really Awful what just happened. Someone has to validate me right now and, like, all these feelings of need that I have. And I just felt his smile, and he goes, Audrey, will you trust me? Will you trust me? And I said, okay. And I put my phone down. I said, I'm trusting you, God, but you've got to make yourself so real to me right now because this really hurt. And so I was I was alone in the car and I and I put my hand on the passenger side and I when you're so desperate I actually just I just took my hand and pretended I was holding Jesus' hand I said okay you're visible but I need you to hold my hand right now so I just put my hand there and um, drove to Target and had my list because I am a list person of what I needed from Target and I reverted from my, my list, and for some reason I took that red cart and went straight to the greeting card section for no reason. I had Ooh. no need to get a greeting card, and I just rode right up to the sympathy, sympathy cards. I picked one up, and I read it, and it was exactly the heart of God speaking to me it said oh, this on the front you know when you're going through this hard time you have to know that you're not alone and all this stuff and i just started weeping and i and i put the card away and then i picked up another card and that one had scripture in it and i just read every sympathy card and i just bawled in 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 the, in the, in, the, in, the um, in the target store i'm sure people walking by were praying for me like oh my gosh that girl must have lost her mother you know yeah exactly and, but the thing was is that when I walked away, I was full of comfort and peace, and Jesus was more than enough. And I'm not saying that's every time because often he'll use people, and he'll say, Audrey, this is the perfect person today, that you get to be a blessing and you, they can bless you, and I get that. But bottom line, ask the Lord before you presume because he, yeah. he always knows this the next step. And if it's a hard yeah. heart, he knows the next step. If you're not experiencing his love right now, he knows the next step. If, you, if you're if you having a hard time forgiving someone, he knows the next step. Like, he really does. And even if you don't think you hear his voice, you do. You do hear his voice when you humble yourself. You do. He you do. will lead you. He's you. yeah, it's not an audible voice, but you can can recognize no. it. And I wanted to add also two
1: things on that because that was a, a beautiful story because we do have those times where we just can't wait to call our girlfriends and we can't oh, wait to call oh. our mom or a husband yes. or, you know, somebody that you we You can trust. put me on
0: your list, Loretta. We're calling put me on them, your
1: list. we asking for <laughs> advice. We want them to validate those. Yeah, girl, that was so wrong. Yeah. You want me to come here? Yeah. You can do a job, whatever. That's really what we're looking <laughs> Do you want for me to beat somebody up? I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're not so wrong and that. We want somebody to feel our pain instead of know. you know, help I us know. to deal with it. And that's what God will do for me. He won't let any, I can call, when I get in those moments, I can call five people, and none of them will be available. (laughs) Then I have to say, oh, my goodness, God, what am I going to do? Who am I going to call? And he's like, I'm right here, Loretta. I blocked all those calls, because this is a you and I. You don't want to feel better. You want vengeance. You want somebody to be mad, too.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Oh, and that, you know what, I'm so glad you said that, Loretta, because that's what he said to me. He goes, Audrey, if you call Bob or your mom, it's not the most loving thing because then they'll have to forgive this person too and it's going to be hard for them to forgive this person because it was it was a wrong like you know they would want to go beat that person up you know yeah and so yeah. and so I actually gave them a gift by not telling them because exactly. they never had to, They didn't have to forgive them I didn't <laughs> I go- I got to do it all oh. myself, me and Jesus. We are quite a team. There you go. You know, that's the best thing
1: to do because we'll, you know, complain <laughs> about somebody and get hurt, and then, of course, then they're like, okay, I thought you weren't talking to them anymore. Oh, I got over it, but you had me all upset with them, so I didn't just, you know, go to Jesus. Tell him all about it. <laughs> <laughs> but we, we were moved so on trained. they didn't. <laughs> you know, you have to just not do that anymore cause they, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm okay with it now. He's feel good. But you tell me that. I know. I know, Mom. I know. <laughs> so we and have to be careful. You. I know that's so true because they're just trying to protect you. <laughs> I know. She's like, I was going to give him a word, you know, the next time I thought, But it's okay, Mom. Please don't. Please don't take that call. You know, so i just like, okay, Jesus. How sweet was this? Because <laughs> I know I'm just mad now. I'm just mad. but. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, you know, one thing I, I do want to kind of emphasize when we're saying this, because he God really is concerned with everything, you know, from what we're going to wear, or why does this shoe hurt my foot, or why did I buy yes. it? He, he is concerned with the small stuff. We're so, we were trained only to pray for help, you know, like when somebody's sick, mm-hmm. um, pray for a good day. And there's certain things that I and I'm speaking for myself that I was taught that God was interested in. I only need to call him for stuff that I couldn't, you know <laughs> do you yourself. Know, like, something like, yeah, I couldn't just do myself or it had to be you so major. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but honey, I was like, Lord, what am I gonna wear today? You know, what should I wear? And you know <laughs> I'm, I'm i really, am so he's with really you really my friend. He's, he's my your friend. Best friend. He's my
0: father. You are father. describing
1: your best yeah. and closest friend. He is so many different things for me. And that's one thing I have to tell. I have i said, Please don't um, get into the thing where you just always calling on the friend of God part. Right. You have to know he's your friend, he's your father, he's your mm-hmm. disciplinarian. You have to know, him. you know, he's all of that, yeah. But don't go to relationship him as a friend when you need him yes. as a father. Yeah.
0: Oh, Loretta, you and I—oh are, oh my gosh, I can't believe how yeah, awake we are. Yeah, you have to. I even—you can't, you know. Yes, and you know what? Recently, because I'm—I'm the same way. In fact, and when I journal, I—I—I I, I just even have, uh, even though they are one and the same. God is God, the Trinity, and all that. I have a mm-hmm. different relationship with God, my friend, God, my yes. my Father, God, my Savior, yes. God. You know, my Shepherd, and then. And then recently the Lord's been really emphasizing in my quiet time that He is God my King. And I hadn't emphasized that one for a long time and something just came over me because, you know, we used to talk about this a lot in the seventies about and I don't know how old you are, Loretta, but I was actually alive and well in the seventies. But we I used to sing you. these Okay <laughs> But we used to sing all the songs about the king is coming, you know, and when is Jesus coming back as our coming king, you know? And there's been so many decades we haven't really Focused on that as much but jesus is our coming king like he's coming back and he is our king yeah. the king of all kings and that just started i just love that he's he is so multifaceted he is so everything he's so all-encompassing mm-hmm. that i get mm-hmm. to have a different relationship with every aspect of who he is and um i just love that i thank you for bringing that up that was you're you're amazing
1: <laughs> no, God's just giving me the right things to say in my spirit. <laughs> but I had to learn that. And when I hear people yes. saying certain things, I'm like, you know what? That's not honorable. That's not honoring him when you talk about oh. when you talk to him like that. I mean, I know he's your friend, but come on. You know, he's not oh. like.
0: <laughs> could you come on, Loretta? I couldn't, you know, live but, I couldn't live my life if I didn't have Jesus as my best friend. I could not. Yeah, yeah. I would not want to live if I wasn't walking and talking with him. Uh, every moment of the day. Like, we're with him right this mm-hmm. second. He is our ultimate right companion. Second. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And, and I, know, I write I letters to good... him, and I'm so honest. Oh, I just too. pour it out. First, I used to be oh. afraid of people finding it, you know, finding it, going through my journal or whatever. Yeah. But then sometimes I just get so bogged down. And I've taken on so much, yeah. and I just, i got to have an outlet. And
0: then I look That's back when I write so really much. messy. I write really yeah, messy and me so no one would it's ever brutal. be able to read it. <laughs> Okay, the other thing is I was thinking about Mary and Martha, the story in the Bible, mm-hmm. because you see, you know how we, we talk about Martha, and sometimes I, I feel like, um, man, like, sometimes I get mad because I am a doer, I'm a hardworking girl, and I'm like, you know, yeah. geez, what about Mary, like, I lo- I want to be Mary, I love Mary, I want to be the one that is sitting at your feet. But Jesus, I also want to serve you. Like I want to just do anything you'd ever want from me. And I heard him in my heart say this. He says, Audrey, can you imagine being there? Mary's at my feet. All of a sudden I got a parched voice and I you know, and I my throat needs something and I and I whisper into Mary's ear and say, Could you go grab me a glass of water? And she'd go, Oh yes And he goes, See, that's the kind of relationship we have is that you are at my feet all the time, but when I need you, girl, you are there because you're right there. You know exactly what's on my heart. You know my strategy. You know everything about me. And so when you are in communion with me every day at every moment, then you are full on in the purposes of God. You don't have to be working 500 million miles an hour all day long if you're close to Jesus because he is so smart that he'll give you the right things to do at the right time with the right people without driving everyone around you crazy. Yeah, and it's a, it's such a wonderful place to be in because it is. I know people who,
1: well, I'll just speak for myself, and I, I've heard other people say this too, but I feel guilty when I'm just at his feet, like I should be doing something. And then I feel right. guilty if I'm doing so much that I'm not at his feet. And but God is so <laughs> sovereign. He understands us. It yeah. is no surprise. He didn't just meet us. He made us. He made us before That's we even true. were born. So he understands our quirkiness. He understands our uh, idiosyncrasies. He understands mm-hmm. that we feel that we're having a great day and then he understands and it's so okay to not be having a great day. Even though we have yeah. still so much to be thankful for. He still yeah. understands that. He doesn't get mad and say, Well, I'm gonna show her. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna you know, he's not like waiting on you to mess up so he can punish you. And, you know, that's what I was taught. I mean, oh mm-hmm. my goodness, I was taught that strategic, that strict God who was just waiting. You know, you better yes. be good or he's going to do this or he doesn't bless you if you don't do this. And I'm like, well, I'm oh, not that all God. the time, Lord. I'm not that I all know, the because- time. Sometimes oh. my thoughts are not in line with what you want them to be. You know, sometimes yeah. I want what I shouldn't want, you know, mm-hmm. and I – don't act on it all the time, but I'm like, and he still loves And I'm like, you still
0: love me? Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, I know. He does. He really does love. And, you know, he wants to, to do whatever that is. that Like, he wants to be with us. Like, Do you remember growing up, you were talking about that, I was thinking about the fact that a really good Christian girl has her devotions for this long, too? Like, her, I, we call them devotions. Did you call them devotions? Mm-hmm. When, when you, yeah. And so I thought, I used to think, if I didn't go a week without having devotions, that he must be so disappointed in me, and I'll tell you, I was set free one day when I realized that my life is a devotion to him, and that it's it's a beautiful day when I get to do those spend an hour alone with him in my journal, my Bible, and studying and worshiping and all that. I, that is a beautiful day, and I love it when that happens. But when it doesn't happen, he loves me just the same, and we are just, just as close. Same. And we are just, just as strategizing same. together and being together as we were if I would have had that hour together. It doesn't mm-hmm. change a thing. And so I'm, I'm, I used to walk around with a lot of unprecedented guilt that was not founded yeah. on anything. And, and to, to walk free of that... Has been changed my entire life.
1: It is so it's so freeing, and there is nothing like it because that's when you know that you are growing. And I want people to understand that are listening who have not um, experienced everything that we're talking about. And you say, "Well, I'm not there yet," and that's okay because guess what? God still loves you. We have <laughs> been on this pursuit a long time. I happen to have grown up in church, and I, you know, I left. I did leave where I was just doing church on my own and at home, and Mm-hmm. Not knowing what I know now, but just, you know, just not going. Just, you know, an excuse was an yeah. excuse was an excuse. Now if I don't go, I don't make an excuse. I just said, you know what, I'm just not going. I'm going to spend time with God here. I'm still going <laughs> to love him. He still loves me. You are free. And we got to keep it moving. You are free. I am free. I am the same way. <laughs> and I love it. <laughs> I Because if something
0: wouldn't happen, a flat church, oh, see, if I had to win the church, that wouldn't
1: happen. If um, you know, if I got... Whatever, something negative happened. Oh, see, if I had gone to church, I would have did that. That would have happened. I'm like, okay, where is this coming from? And I'm just telling people, your relationship is so intimate and so personal with God, it's not going to look like Audrey's. It's not going to look like Loretta's. It's not going to look like your mom's. It's not going to look like your grandma's. It's not going to look like your pastor's. That's not saying yours is right and ours is wrong. It's not saying ours is wrong and yours is right. It's just saying this is where we are.
0: And this is, so is our own God personal is, journey. Yes, yes. And God is so <laughs> creative that that person listening that is craving what we're talking about, is it, it's going to be so, I want to talk to that person right now and just say, you know what, it's going to be so unique for you that it's yes. so created just because, as Loretta said, God made you. And so, I mean, it is going to be so personal. There's going to be something that he knows that he's going to give you some kind of a, I don't even like to say how God speaks, but he does it in so many ways through songs, through circumstances, oh, yeah. through people, through, I mean, we could go on and on, through billboards. I mean, it doesn't matter. He can use absolutely anything. He can use a TV show. He can use a movie. He can, he can, he can do, he's so limitless. But anyway, he will show you that he loves you, but, but I do ask you to ask him. Just say, God, I want this. Can you start me on this journey? Because I want this. I know you're pursuing me, and I am so ready for this. I'm done with the unforgiveness, the bitterness, you know, the outrage. It's time. Yeah. Time and for peace. People, time for comfort. You know,
1: make you feel condemned because there's no condemnation in God. You no. know. And at the same time I want to tell you, you wanna you wanna do right because you don't you want to please him, you don't want to disappoint him. So you'll choose the right things and you'll get to that point. But don't ever let somebody make you feel That's guilty so or condemned That's for something. So
0: good. That's so good. <laughs> That's so well you know, said, Loretta. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard it once. Say, I to want ask, people to get it. I know. I I've heard ask the question. You know, you. It's not that we obey God so that He will love us. We just love Him so much that we can't help but obey Him.
1: Mhm. Yeah. You we know? want to make Him happy, like your like your natural parent or your natural anybody that you love. You want to do things for them. So that they know you love them. You don't want to make a bad decision because you don't want to disappoint somebody. So and just you know Magnify that by a million, and that's what you—that's what I want for God. I, I want to <laughs> love. I want Him to be proud of me. And even if I, I didn't know. do something good, He's still proud and He still loves me. Yeah, that's the extra so I want to give to Him. Yeah. Yes.
0: Yeah. And you know that's what? That's There's that's nothing that He asks us to do to ven- to benefit. It's all to benefit our own life anyway. You know, there's mm-hmm. nothing God asks us to do to benefit him as much as even just us as well.
1: Like, Boy, he doesn't,
0: yeah. I mean, we think it's to harm us or punish him. he God would never ask us to do anything that would harm or punish us. He He yeah. really just knows the most loving thing. And, and usually any involvement in inappropriate stuff or sin or anything will lead to pain. You know, you and I know mm-hmm. that. And oh, so yeah. to protect even us right. from that is, yeah. yeah, eventually it goes there, and so, so God just loves us so much. He's like, "Oh, I love you so much, girl. Just you do not want to do that because I know where it's going to lead to, you know." So, <laughs> so we can trust him, can't we, Loretta? Like we can trust him with that, with
1: everything, with everything.
0: Your next breath. Yeah, And with I, everything. I
1: like that. You know, it's nothing I turn on and off. I don't have to wait till Sunday to praise him, to no. worship him, to pray to him, to read scripture. And I don't have to wait till Monday to make up for something I didn't do on Sunday. Because <laughs> God doesn't hold account like that. And no. For First Corinthians 13, he tells us, Love is patient, is kind. It does not keep a record of wrongdoing. And no. that's God saying that. I don't keep a record, Loretta. I've thrown that stuff for as far as the East is from the mm-hmm. West. I just want people mm-hmm. to get that. But is he a God who gives you? He gives you free will, but not to go out there and sin and to break his commandments. And if you love him like you say you love him, then you won't. But if you do, okay, listen to this. This is so cool. If you do happen to do one of those things, he still loves you, but he would he asks that you ask him to forgive you and that you repent and not do it anymore. You know, yes. you can't get that kind of benefit on no other job and no other relationship. <laughs>
0: no. <laughs> no. He You're so right. done so you feel right. so bad
1: when you disappoint him because I've cried. You know, I have cried because i felt so bad. I said, Lord, you know, mm-hmm. I know that did not honor you. I know it is not the best that I could have done or that I should have done. Mm-hmm. And I just mm-hmm. cried, not because he's making me feel guilty. I feel guilty because I did something that let him down. Yeah. Or I felt it let him down. He didn't require the tears. He didn't require the guilt. That was just something that I did because I felt bad about it. But, you mm-hmm. know, he still loves us. And, of course, there are consequences, you know, but that's not yeah. like he's going to You know, he didn't take Brandon because of a sin that I did. You know, he took Brandon because he's his son. And he said his days were numbered, like mine are. Mm -hmm. So he got 16 years, and he did, in his 16 years, I feel like Brandon accomplished everything God had for him to accomplish. And he did an awesome job at it. And God called him home because he was done.
0: Yes. Yeah. And I oh yeah. that's beautiful because I think that we get ideas in our head of the best way for God to answer our prayers and, and 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 he really really is God and we are not. Like he understands stuff that we don't understand. And when you talk yeah. about Brandon like that, it just amazes me because you really really know Jesus and you really trust him. Like you I trust do. him, Loretta, and that is the biggest gift you could ever give God is to trust him. Loretta, it's that is the him. biggest gift. And mm-hmm. when you trust him, he can do so much with that. Yeah. And my sister asked uh, one time during one of
1: our conversations about she Loretta, well, 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 how do you do it? And, and you know, do you ask why? I said, you know, Wanda, I, I, I did ask why. I did ask yes. why. And I'm okay with not knowing exactly why. I said, but mm-hmm. I would rather for it to have been me for you to have gone through it And that's my my born sister My natural sister And she just cried I said, Because mm-hmm. I love you that much To not want you to yeah. ever Ever, 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 ever Have to experience that kind of pain Yes, yes And I thank God that he trusts me Enough to handle that pain
0: Because yes. he
1: knew eventually I wouldn't give up on him And so to know that he loves me like that And he trusts me like that Wow oh Wow,
0: <laughs> and you know yeah. when you 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 know my some of my most beautiful personal enduring um I don't even have a word for it, but the most precious moments of my life have been when I've been in the deepest pain,
1: and I have felt mm-hmm.
0: Jesus hold me through those times, and I felt my mm-hmm. father hold me you know in those times, and i don't and and in those moments, I feel like he gets to such deep places in our heart that we really are transformed in those moments to forever. You know, we are not oh, yeah, the same. yeah, it does. I'm like, different.
1: I'm not yes. the same.
0: No. I,
1: and, and I couldn't have been this person without having gone through that, though. Exactly. That's and how you I have look the, at that. No. Mm-mm. And you
0: wouldn't have the capacity to reach so many hurting people if you no, hadn't exactly. experienced because that kind of pain. It's not about
1: us. When we go through stuff like that, it's never about us. It's always Mm -hmm. about somebody or some person that we're going to meet down the road that will need to hear that God's love is sovereign and is
0: sustainable. I mean, he
1: was sustainable before we even started saying sustainable for being green and and all that stuff. God's love has been sustainable since the beginning of time, and it will be there such as that until the end of time as well. And, you know, but, you know, that's what the show is about. It's loving. It's encouraging. We may go where we went today. Next time when we talk, it might be all about starting a business, getting your business plan. Why do you expect your business to be successful when you're not doing anything? Why, when you go to FedEx, you go all dressed up, and when you do your own business, you're looking like the slob mob. So, we, you know, we might go there. You know, we might talk <laughs> about date night with your hubby or how to have a sustaining marriage or how to forgive really on that level. You all those topics. You know?
0: Mm -hmm. And I love to talk about how, I also, another thing I want to talk about sometime is how our negative emotions affect our health And how to very specifically deal with negative emotions so that they're not part of who we are And um, I think God has some incredible practical strategies for us The Holy Spirit has strategy And um, I just want to participate with what He's got going on Absolutely, and that's
1: where we're going to go We're going to, you know, we're going to have what we want to discuss But if the Lord leads us to an exit or he leaves oh. us and we thought we were going to go straight to somewhere, but he wants us to take an exit or visit somewhere, then we'll sit down and have a cup of coffee or tea and we'll visit there. I'm very yes, open to being will. led by him. Cause that's how he I can powerful. feel that from you.
0: <laughs> I love that about you. <laughs>
1: so we have You're, about um, three minutes, and what I, I want to do, do um, now is just send a, you know, I hate to say a quick prayer, but a very sincere prayer that just praises God and prays for the people who are listening, for the women who will be blessed and touched um, by this ministry that we call Take Charge Tuesday on the radio.
0: Yes. Lord Jesus, I pray right now for that person who heard the word comfort, and they said, I need that so bad. I pray that right in this moment that they will just reach out, and they will say yes to you, that powerful word, just yes, Jesus, yes, Jesus. And as they say yes, Jesus, I pray that you will just infiltrate them with the power of your Holy Spirit and that they will feel your presence and that they will experience your love that will just melt their broken heart and heal them in Jesus' yes, name. Jesus name. Ooh,
1: amen. That was so beautiful. And I say yes. And that has been a thing all morning in my in my soul. I was reading something else on Facebook, and they were saying, just say yes. Mary say yes. Oh, really? Isn't that yes. funny? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. We, we just and
0: say we... yes. Just say yes. Yes, Lord. Yes. yes. And that's yes. how I felt yes. to pray for us as we end our, at a, at our conversation right this moment, because this is a divine appointment. Everything is. And there's no accidents. And I just felt like saying at the end, just say yes to him. Yes to all. You know, Jesus, I trust you. And I just say yes, yes. to you, Jesus.
1: Yeah, because he will not lead where he will not provide. Wherever he leads you, I promise you, he's going to provide for it. You'll have Thank everything you, you need. Mm-hmm. You'll have everything. There will be no lack. There will be nobody saying, no, you can't.
0: Even That's if right. it's a
1: quick turnaround, if it's a year from now, I promise you, he will provide. Don't worry about yes. that part. This, yes. this is a done deal. <laughs> I it's a done, done deal. Yes.
0: <laughs> I'm oh so going to love this. I need mean, to so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready to go face my day. Wow. It's crazy. I'm ready to climb tell
1: that mountain to move out of my way and climb on the path to the sea. <laughs> That mountain of fear and doubt, oh, my yes. goodness, and disbelief, because yes. God is. He's bigger than anything we can experience, and, and he can provide anything we want. Don't want just yes. for, you know, a Toyota, won't for a Bentley or something, if that's where your heart is leading you. And if you have mm-hmm. a Bentley and don't want it, then won't for a Toyota, you know. It's all good.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's all good. You're so it's all cute.
1: purpose-filled. And well, I just want to
0: thank you, my darling sister, for saying yes. <laughs> to being my co-host. I have thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed our hour together, and I look forward to hearing the response from our listeners, and, and we want you to know that we'll continue to pray for you. God knows exactly what you need to know today, and He knows the desires of your heart, and as Loretta has so carefully and very clearly communicated, God is completely in love with you. And so, you know what? Knowing that is really the bottom line, and so just remember that all day, that you are so, so loved. Thank you so Completely much, Loretta, for having me
1: as part of you, your show. Oh, you're so awesome. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. As always, stay positive, dream big dreams, help people along the way, and we'll talk to you on the radio next Tuesday. Thanks. Bye-bye.
0: Bye-bye.